All right, so for those of that um, you don't, don't know me, my name is Chanel. Um, I am married to Jordan, and I have two young children. Um, I'm a homemaker, and I'm just trying to rely on the Lord daily, um, like the rest of us. Um, my husband and I um, lead the Family Fellowship, a ministry that is for families with um, children 18 years and younger. Um, so three years ago, when my son was born, um, the Lord put on my heart a want to minister to women um, now he's put me in front of all of you. Um, it did take time, prayer, failures, and small steps, but the Lord is so faithful, and I'm trying my best to be obedient. Am I always spot on? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so when Claudia asked me this summer to teach, my heart sunk. All the doubt of not being good enough came up. I started to think about my past and um, like just not having the ability But the Holy Spirit reminded me that I don't have the ability. It's God who equips and God who calls the unqualified. So um, I'm sure that each of you ladies have been in a situation where you felt unqualified or inadequate or alienated. Um, And Peter gives us an important lesson of how we ought to conduct ourselves with our stay here on earth because of our faith. God wants the best for us, and he wants us to live full lives. We only need to surrender to him and to give him glory, um, and he will do the work in us. So this morning we are in 1 Peter 1, 13 through 25. So if you guys want to turn with me there. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former less as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according, um, judges according to each one's work, conduct yourself um, conduct yourselves throughout the stay, the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Since you have been purified Uh, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is grass and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this was the word by which the gospel is preached to you. All right, so what is holiness? The dictionary defines it as the state of being holy, which doesn't give us much. The translation holy is to be separate from sin, declared sacred to God, as well as being set apart. Peter gives us three guidelines to living a holy life or separate from sin, starting in verse 13. Therefore, good up the wounds of your mind, be sober, rest your hope fully on the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So we are to see things as they are in reality, to stay present, agile in thought and in action and word, to be kingdom focused. It is easier to be obedient when acknowledging the present coming of Christ, because right now there is a battle for our minds and we must be vigilant, not becoming entrapped with thoughts um, in the things of this earth. 
In this world, there are many things we can hope for, but Peter is referring to taking our hope to the fullest extent, our hope not being in things of this world, but what is to come, the appearing of Christ, our Savior. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Do not become entrapped with things of this earth, but be watchful for things that fulfill your narrative, not God's. And how easy is that to do today? There are so many controversial things that we can become lit up about, but we need to make sure we capture those thoughts and follow the Bible and what Christ wants. With the amount of division that we have in this world, let us not become divided amongst ourselves. Ephesians 2, 4 through 7. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ, raised us up and made us sit together in highly heavenly places in Jesus Christ. So let's continue as God ordained together. Verses 14. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former less as in your ignorance. So if you are new to Christ... I encourage you to unhinge your life from your unhinge yourself from your formal life that you may not be tempted. You are no longer unknowing of the truth as ignorance is. So now allow God to transform you through his word. And if you are a mature believer, do not go down the road of knowingly putting yourself in situations where you may be tempted. Instead, stand firmly in the freedom that was given to you through Christ's sacrifice. We will be conforming ourselves to those that we put ourselves around. They say you are the average of the top five people you hang out with. So consider who is influencing you. I would even consider the time that's spent on social media and the people that you follow as those top five people. With truth, while true salvation can never be taken away from you, the enemy wants to tarnish your testimony. We should be conforming to the image of Christ. 2 Timothy 2.22 Flee also useful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. The best way to grow these attributes in yourself is to surround yourself with those um, that you would like to imitate. Um, so let us allow the word of God and be in fellowship with God so that we can um, attain those attributes in his character. And that we would surround, those, surround ourselves with those that have a pure heart for the Lord. Um, True salvation always results in obedience. Romans 1, 5. Through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations in his name. So we have received grace that we ought to be obedient. Obedience is a key factor in living a holy life. All right, so verse 15 through 16. But he who has called you um, is holy. You also be holy in all of your conduct. Because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Peter makes a point to tell us um, that we are to be obedient to God and not to our flesh. Um, Our conduct is something that all can see, especially our immediate household. Um, They see you grumpy, angry, hangry, um, overwhelmed, exhausted, and these are our vulnerable times. And I can find myself often apologizing and repenting from the overflow of my flesh. Pastor Jim mentioned a few Sundays ago that we ought to live our life out of the abundance. And it got me thinking, what am I abounding in? What am I overflowing in? Um, You may have heard the common phrase, you cannot pour from an empty cup. 
but in reality, we're going to be pouring from whatever's in our heart. We have, I have a few questions for you and I to think about. So for note takers. <laughs> um, what is pouring from your cup? Is your conduct different in comparison to the world's? How are you leaving a situation? Are you allowing yourself to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you asking yourself to be filled? Are you asking to be filled? How often are you spending your time on social media, reading or listening to the news or watching TV? And how often are you reading your Bible, staying in prayer and fellowship with God and with the fellowship of like-minded believers? Are you being mentored? Are you mentoring another person? We all have a gift, and we need to pass that down to others that may need it, and God will show you. Is your conduct, finally, is your conduct reflecting your position with Christ? So all these scenarios came up um, last week, and it just continued to, um, to bring confirmation of the doubt that I had. But who I am in Christ um, is just far better than that. I had people questioning my parenting, how my kids' hair is, um, <laughs> and so many other things. Um, and I was really feeling attacked and responding defensively um, to some of these accu- accusations. But really, I was responding from a place of past hurt and disappointment, not measuring up to the world's standards. Man, the enemy really knows how to hit you where it hurts, right? And use people that love you for you to twist those. He can twist those thoughts in your mind. Um, I'm sure we've all had those scenarios, and that's why we have to capture our thoughts. Um, I think we can sometimes respond to life situation from a position that we had in the past, what we inherited from our old lives, and we become defensive. We need to view ourselves as God views us, as holy and unblameable, because Jesus' blood covers us and our covers our sin, and he gave us a new life. To do our jobs effectively as women of God, we must see ourselves as such and let go of who we were before knowing Jesus as Lord. So if you have been attending church for any amount of time, you've probably heard of the process called sanctification, the process of becoming pure or Christ-like. I love the way that Warren Worsby says it. Um, The word of God reveals God's mind, so we should learn it, God's heart, so we should love it, and God's will, so we should live it. Our whole being, mind, soul, and heart should be controlled by the word of God. So we can learn it by obviously reading the word of God. (laughs) And we can love the word by having a dedicated prayer time and fellowship with God. I know Pastor Jim goes over and over and over (laughs) with this, but it's so true. Um, And meditating on the word and memorizing scripture, truly mulling over the word of God, Um, is just key to that. It's easy to fall into the trap of habitually reading the word and not meditating on it. Especially as a young mom, I can find myself just needing to get it done. Um, Onto the next poopy diaper or runny nose or snack, fill in the blank there. Like I, there's so many things. But I know that when I spend my time with the Lord, whether that's in the evening or in the morning or during nap time, I truly feel refreshed and filled um, no matter what the circumstance is going, going on um, and what the day takes me through. And there's been a lot that God has brought me through and brought scripture to memory for me when I'm in those valleys um, to just bring me out and to encourage 
um, those around me. So Ephesians 3.18. To know the, the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So we can live by fully surrendering to God's will for your life, even in the uncomfortable, in the stretching, the fiery trials, because they will come. The Holy Spirit is our helper and will bring to memory the scriptures um, to bring comfort to us and not only to us, but to those around us. As it says in 2 Timothy 4, 5, but you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of evangelists, fulfill your ministry. So the application, how can we be holy as God is being, um, how can we be holy as God is holy? And that's to be, be influenced by his word, the Holy Spirit and the gospel, looking at the very real examples that Jesus had on his time on earth here. When we put our faith into action, we can truly begin the journey of sanctification. In my mind, um, being an active participant in the sanctification process is living a life of holiness. Being obedient to the word of God and what he calls you to do is living a life of holiness. Um, verse 17 through 19. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Be accountable for your actions. For those that have children, we hold them accountable for what they know, and we discipline them for when they disobey. God's word teaches us how to be obedient, and we are held accountable for what we know in this lifetime through his, his word. So I read these one-minute prayers for moms, because, you know, I'm a mom <laughs> of young children, so I don't have very much time. Um, and one of them last week really stuck with me. It was on surrender, and it said, I don't always partner with you like I should. I don't give you control of the deepest places of my heart. Your power commands my respect. See, I believe I can control things sometimes, and this mentality never accomplishes what I want, but God's will always prevails. Now I can go, and we can go, kicking and screaming, being disciplined and spanked all the way through, but I would rather surrender <laughs> and have respect and honor for God. Um, Warren Worsby says it this way, The Father lovingly disciplines his children, and today and he will judge their works in the future. So we ought to cultivate an attitude of godly fear. A godly fear is moving forward with careful consideration of our actions, behaviors, and words, and even thoughts. Um, Proverbs 1, 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Titus 2, 3-5. The older women likewise that they um, be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to too much wine, good teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands and the unmarried to love, their, love God, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands or the unmarried to God, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. On Sunday, Pastor Jim talked about how God is a God of order, and in 1 Corinthians 11.3, it says, but, we want to, um, but I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. 
Titus. I'm sorry. So if you were not here on Sunday, I encourage you to listen to the sermon online or we have the tracks over here on the wall um, because it was a very uplifting um, sermon and it it gave us real good understanding of what our place is in the church. Um, So in these verses, Peter calls us, calls the believer to remember what they were redeemed from, that we were slaves to sin just as we were before Christ, that the tradition of their ancestors were aimless compared to the freedom in Jesus. Our life soils were also aimless compared to the salvation that we have here um, with Jesus. So we must let the Holy Spirit do the work of purging us from our past selves. It's an uncomfortable process. Sometimes it's easier to sit in our our comfortable sin or even in disobedience. May God provide us the strength to get uncomfortable. As a believer, to not sit on our spiritual gifts, to get, to get used to being in church, and, so, and to be used in church, <laughs> as each person has a function. Um, let your faith be in God, knowing that he has a plan for your life and how he wants to use you. Also, let your hope be in God, knowing that you, the work that you have done that is not going, it's not going unnoticed in the kingdom of God. That can, can hit in many different levels, um, especially as women. I think we take the time to do all the little details, and it can, it can be easy to get better, especially as a mom, like wiping nose and all that stuff. But I have to remind myself, and I admonish you to remind yourselves, that God sees what you're doing. It doesn't go unnoticed. Have the hope of eternity. Titus 3.3. 3. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. And in Isaiah 53, 3, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and his, by his stripes we were healed. So how can we have a reverence for the Lord? By walking in repentance and confession. First John 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. By giving thanks. Psalm 118.1 Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercies endure forever. Surrendering the big and the little to God. Trusting that his ways are higher. Romans 8.28 And we know all things work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So verses 20 through 21, he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the word, um, but was made manifest in these last times for you. Who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. So Jesus was foreordained by God. Galatians 4, 4 through 5 says, But when the fullest of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, under the law to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as son or as daughters. Now Peter is reminding of them of their origin of their salvation, that Jesus came to be the perfect sacrifice for our sins. For even if one person here that doesn't know Jesus, I want to say... Jesus died for you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And all you need to do is confess and repent and turn to Jesus. In Romans 5, 24 through 25, I'm going to read it through the New Living Translation. Um, We were given this hope 
when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we do not yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. The definition of patiently is in a way that shows tolerance of delays, problems, or suffering without being annoyed or anxious. (laughs) Um, Confidently in a way that expresses little or no doubt about something. We have no doubt that Jesus is coming back as he is our savior. So let's live as that way. Let us not be anxious for anything, but be assured while waiting for Jesus' return, which is looking like it's going to be pretty soon. (laughs) Um, So verses 22. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. So here, Peter gives us a call of action in this verse. Now that we're living as a new creation, reading the Bible, spending time in prayer, worshiping God in our thought and action, we are loving, we're fulfilling that commandment to love God, right? So now we are to love one another. Romans 12, 9 through 13 says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. Be um, in honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligent, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. So, <laughs> those are a lot of things. <laughs> I want to say, are we loving one another with a pure heart? Or are we setting unnecessary expectations or silently judging one another? Are we allowing ourselves to be inconvenienced? Peter's exhortation is to truly walk out our faith by knowing a fellow believer is not the enemy. The issues we often get divided over are temporal. Let us press on with the focus of eternity, knowing that the temporary fades away. 1 Corinthians 13.4 Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Romans 12.18 If it is possible, as much as as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. I know I have a lot of, been blessed with a lot of friends, especially from this fellowship, um, that have shown me these attributes, and I'm just incredibly blessed by them. Um, As Christians, we serve, love, and we're saved by the same God, Jesus Christ. With so much information at the tip of our hands, it can be easy to slip into having more knowledge than acting on it. And I think this can go for to um, when it comes to differences in the non-eternal things of, of the Bible. So let's not be legalistic. <laughs> um, as Christians, we love, um, so verses 23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Peter is talking about being born again. It's a phrase that I did not understand but heard over and over when I started dating my husband. See, I was not fortunate to be growing up in a a house that loved God or I didn't know much about God. I saw hurt that living in the flesh um, plays out. The truth is, without Christ, we cannot have that unconditional love. We are born into the flesh from the corruptible seed of Adam. We are born again when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. And praise Jesus for his incorruptibility because being born again gives us so many freedoms. 
We are free from the bondage that controlled our lives. Now we can live in unity with fellow believers. The word of God heals the unconditional love you receive with Christ and the knowledge of God's word you now have. You can give that to your children, to your parents, unbelieving parents, siblings, spouses, your coworkers. Um, it's working, Christ is working through you to heal, encourage, rebuke, or confront, um, comfort those around you, and you may not know it. And if you do, you are blessed by it. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all tribulation, that we may be able to be a comfort to those who are in trouble, with a comfort which what we were ourselves were comforted by God. So Peter is telling the believer of this time to love one another as each believer as, um, as Christ does and to see them as on the same team. Our fight is not among flesh and blood. We're living in such a time as these ladies. The devil is here to deceive and to destroy and to corrupt our um, relationships and we need to put on the armor of God daily. Being watchful because the enemy is here 1 John three eighteen, My little children, let us not love the, in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Galatians 6, 9 through 10. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we all shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. All right. Um, verses 24 through 25. All the flesh as grass, all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word by which the gospel was preached to you. Peter quotes Isaiah 46 through 8 to contrast the fleeting flesh and the conquering Christ. When scary and unexpected circumstances hit or even the annoyances of daily life, it can be difficult to remember that all of this is temporary. The heartache, the headaches, the pain, it will all pass away. Not to negate the very present struggles that we have here on earth, there is a comforter, the Holy Spirit, and we can look to him for help um, to help us that life, all the things that life throws at us. And we have each other to lift each other up. Romans 5.3, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Romans 8.27-29, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, or height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So ladies, let's set our mind on things above, not things on earth. Let us continue to rest our hope in the coming of Christ, to walk through a sanctification process, fulfill um, the fulfillment comes from God that saved us. So when we experience the downfalls of life, which we all will, we have an internal hope, a living hope, that we can rest in the grace of God, like Peter is talking about. Thank you.